Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the show Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. Welcome tonight, and tonight um, I'd like to thank you for inviting me into your homes. So tonight's topic is really simple. In the last couple of weeks, I went over a couple of things, and the first uh, topic I had was, do you, want to go to, do you want to get to heaven? And the uh, next topic was, <clears throat> excuse me, the next topic was Enoch and how his his uh his living pleased God so much that he plucked him from earth and brought him straight to heaven. All right, so tonight is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network and uh we're gonna get started and we're gonna go mainly into one scripture which is Matthew twenty eight, one and ten. And I'll give you a chance to jot that down so as I go on. So uh you know, as we we go through life, and there's no getting our life out of alive. And the one thing we talk about is we talk about and we dwell on the death and the life and times of some loved ones. Well, tonight I'm just going to talk about how death is our journey in life. And a lot of people think that death is final. And you know, yes, t- you know, tonight what we're talking about. It's more fitting for probably Easter Sunday, um, Easter Sunday topic, or a topic around Easter. But you know, we really truly are not celebrating the life of Jesus and our loved ones and those that have passed. You know, sometimes we dwell into the the suffering and the misery of that person. So we're going to go ahead and now we're going to go and we're going to cover you know, the topic of, you know, what we're talking about tonight. That's the empty tomb. And the empty tomb, it really means more to than what it is. So once again, we're going to be covering mainly Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. And we're going to also briefly touch on Luke chapter 24, 22 and 23. Luke chapter 24, 11. John chapter 20. 1 and 10, Psalms chapter 16, 8 and 11, and Acts chapter 2, verse 32. And as we start, as we go along, we'll we'll go through the verses. So what I'm going to talk about is the, you know, the, the empty tomb. The empty tomb means uh, many things, and three, three in particular. It's vindication of Jesus. Victory over death and a shift about life. Because the tomb is empty and it's going to be covered in Matthew 28, 1 through 10. The empty tomb, this is it. This is what it's all about, the cornerstone of our faith. If we had each person that witnessed the resurrection of the Lord and if they were to speak, it would take about three or four days because there are many different viewpoints in what they saw and what they witnessed. And, you know, it would it would take, like I said, a course of uh, many days. But, 
you know, the three V's as what the empty tomb shows, it shows vindication of Jesus. It means he was right. He was vindicated, and he is all he said he was. He stood for Yes, truly, he is the son of God, and he just said he who he was. I am because the tomb is empty. Okay, so we're going to go uh, into what Paul, the servant of Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who is in his human nature was a descendant of David and who thought the spirit of holiness was declared with power of the, of the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ is our Lord. Okay, so the cross is is really an understandable distinction of his of his of his um of his sacrifice. You know, an innocent man was murdered by crooked politicians and religious leaders. The empty tomb. What can we truly say about that? That something truly supernatural happened that only God could accomplish. You know, uh, can, you know. So, so God Father vindicated him and put His seal of approval on him. We know this because the tomb was empty. You know, we want to know who Jesus is, the Father. You know, the Father, and you know, the church. You know, birth by this miraculous event says, "Look, the tomb is empty." That will tell you who he is. Okay, and we're going to talk about what he said. And everything Jesus said about how we live and how to get to heaven is true because the tomb is empty. You know, we can sit by and be selective about what we read and what we have heard from the prophecies of Jesus. You know, but me personally, I like the bit about loving my neighbor, but not buying into that. You know, but, but you know, but not wholly buying into that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Sometimes we put a but on that. You know, and it should be simply as it's stated. You know, um, there is truly a, 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 a saying that you know we walk the we talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Yes, we we truly do, you know, have a, a double standard, a double standards to what we hear, read, and believe. You know, the truth is, it works. It is true. Jesus is true. You know, here is the second V, because the tomb is empty. Victory, victory over death. Death has been conquered and knocked for 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 many reasons. The last enemy have been defeated because the tomb is empty. You know, this is what holds people in bondage, fear, trepidation. You know, it stops them from making of this life. <clears throat> it's power gone. Death still hurts. It still stings in the human sense because we still die, and we miss all those who have gone before us. And we wait for the day when even that will be, you know, conquered, where there will be no more death because of because it's it's the last 
loss of power of what what holds us to this earth. You know, life is you know is long, and some people say life is short. But the whole thing is we can attain victory through our life and our life work and what we do. You know, in the end, you know, we all want to say, I I did and I and I accomplished what I started out to do, which is to live the life that my God had planned for me. <clears throat> so we're going to go um, to First Corinthians chapter fifteen fifteen fifty. And it says, I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable, the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In verse 52, in a flash, in a twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable and will be changed for the perishable must be clothed itself with the imperishable and morale and immorality when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying is that it is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory okay so there it is right there you know, right there in the, in, in the Bible, in the book, where it says it. So we're going to go into First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 65. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your, is your sting? The sting of death is, no, is, is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks to, you know, thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The empty tomb is proof that the life hereafter, and that it is to be gained through Jesus. And the proof of the condemnation of a personality beyond is beyond the graves. Jesus died and was physically dead for three days, but he came back onto his body somehow, and his personality and his memories were intact. Though we are physical, you know, bio beings, uh, you know, being in, you know, you know, God can somehow just basically transform us and and basically violate the natures of, of the human body. And when I say that, I mean everything that we say that is impossible, He made possible. And that's proof with Lazarus when He He resurrected He resurrected Lazarus from the grave. You know, Jesus took His time and He took His time to resurrect Lazarus to prove a point. And the point is, it was all said through all resurrections that it, you had to let, uh, you cannot go past three days. And when you go past three days, <clears throat> um, that person no longer can be resurrected. Resurrected, and Jesus resurrected Lazarus in four days, where the fourth day, Jesus resurrected Lazarus, and Lazarus rose. You know, all in all, through, you know, our wisdom and what we pick up and what we believe, you know, we have to understand that what we believe actually strengthens our faith. And our faith has to be unshaken. And so I'm going to go go back into, you know, um, 
what I was talking about earlier. So because ultimately our existence will be something like Jesus, you know, our our personalities and everything will still be, you know, embodied in us. And the empty tomb is proof of our of our of our resurrection later on throughout the time. You know, to life, you know, we are not meant to live life in fear. You know, fear holds you back. You know, you're worried about those who have gone before, you know. Well, Jesus holds the keys to death and heaven. And if you truly want to be, you know, part of the kingdom of heaven, you know, you have to practice now of the tools that you have now. You know, entrusted yourself for, you know, for you to be with him ultimately. You know, death means Jesus is binding un, unknown glory and basically his presence because the tomb is empty, hallelujah. And here is the last, the last V of that part, and that's the viewpoint. By this, I mean the perspective, the empty tomb changes our perspective on everything. Okay, life is to be lived to the full, and Jesus came to give us that, you know, but the empty tomb tells me that there is a whole lot more to this than the things that the world values, okay? The trials of his life, okay, you know, those relationships, that, that job, those arguments, those hurts, your, you know, it basically hurts your limitations, but the tomb is empty. In order for us to see the tomb as it being a victory, we have to get the right viewpoint and the right perspective. You know, in these things, our perspective will, will, will come to pass. So, so the good things about the tomb being empty is not all bad. These things that, you know, you love and enjoy so much. So remember, the tomb being empty doesn't mean that that's, it's final. That's it. That's just the beginning. It goes to show you that in the end, even though we, we value life, the values of us, the value in life, is ultimately that we have a goal of getting to heaven. Even though we will eventually be laying in the tomb, our loved ones have been laid the rest in the tomb. But that's not the end. That's the beginning. And you remember, after time, all things come to pass. You know, you live your life for something that will last forever. You know, store up some treasure and, you know, for, for what for what is worth. You know, you reap what you sow. And because the tomb has been emptied, you know, our viewpoint it should be a big-time shift on something else, and that's the gospel. You know, people's relationship with Jesus, there is nothing more important than it is in life. You know, it, this is a life that doesn't matter because the tomb is empty, and it's so important. It's so important for us seeing the tomb for what it is. You know, uh, the next day <clears throat> um, after is when... Uh, Jesus' followers set up their vigil of, you know, uh, of Jesus being in the tomb because they had the anticipation and the faith and knowledge that 
Jesus would be resurrected on the third day. And so they wanted to so much be there on the third day. And they, what happened is when we listen to somebody's eyewitness testimony and someone is testifying about what happened, how things happened, and what they witnessed, we would get different accounts from everybody. That's why I said it would take so so much time from the roaming soldier guard that fell asleep and when he awoke, the, the the stone was removed from the tomb. Then you have, you know, the apostles. Then you have the witnesses. Then you have, you have Mary. And the whole thing is, is that we have many different accounts from different viewpoints. And that's the very thing I want to focus on. Um, you yourself is your viewpoint of what happened or what it means of witnessing what happened or hearing of what happened, even though this is a time before for any of us where we, you know, we hear about those that witnesses the resurrection of Jesus. You know, we do know this. We know that there has been many accounts that it's all the same, that the tomb was empty on the third day. Now, the tomb being empty, no one knows exactly how Jesus was called to resurrection and the exact manner of what it was done. They know that Jesus lived, Jesus was crucified, and he was laid to rest in the tomb. And on the third day, Jesus arose. And only, you know, only an accountant of, you know, uh, what was witnessed and testified that Jesus rose again. And when he rose again, you know, that's where everyone, you know, realized that through God and only act of God that Jesus conquered death itself. And yes, even though we may, we may perish, when he calls us on to heaven, you know, we will then conquer death. You know, and, and death is, is a part of life. You know, we have to understand that eventually, yes, we have one thing in common. We're all not getting out of life alive. You know, but the way we live our life will help us get into position where eventually through God's calling of resurrection, we will survive death eventually itself. And that's if we get, you know, we position ourselves where we at the ultimate goal, where we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, do you really want to get to heaven? And that's a decision you have to make. That's a decision that you would constantly have to say, yes, I really want to do this. Yes, I do want to take the necessary steps. Yes, I do believe. Yes, I do. You know, and when we do that, you know, we have to praise the Lord and, and, and Thank you know, thank you, Jesus. You know, He's given us the the mighty, powerful point of His ministry, and you know, He's His 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 goal was populating heaven. You know, one precious soul at a time. You know, just that one precious soul at a time. You know, He has time for each and every one of us. But the whole thing is, is that we have to make sure that when the opportunity comes. You know, the opportunity may only come but once for some, 
and it may become it may come many times for others. Do you know, you have to understand that it's it's not a simple thing of saying in lip service that this is a one time deal and saying, Yes, in my heart is is at your full service, you know, but in the same sense you don't make your heart available, you know, to to what God is saying, to what God's blessings are. And sometimes we may face and, you know, have to go through some lessons many times. It's because we haven't gotten it right the first time. And, yes, you know, um, it's not as simple as that. You know, it's like a process that we go through, like we go through in school. Sometimes we get it right the first time. Sometimes we need, you know, many different examples, and we have to understand that we all don't learn at the same pace in the same way. And that's why God places on you, you know, on you, what you could handle. And, you know, we need, you know, basically to become new administrators in our life so that we can go with, you know, the anointing on his work and share the gospel with people. And once again, because the tomb is empty, and we're going to cover First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, 14, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is our faith. More than that, we are then found to be wise, false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God and how he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are, are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. He's not been re- raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You, you are still in sin then those also who have fallen asleep, in, you know, in Christ are lost. Only if for the life we have hope in Christ, we have pitted more than all, all the men. And so we go into First uh, Corinthians fifteen twenty. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And so our preaching is not in vain. The gospel is crucial, and we must not be ashamed of it and must take it to everyone because the tomb is empty, and here is the final viewpoint. Everything we pulled into the perspective of the empty tomb, you know, the resurrection, and it's good, and it's good to know this. God, so so God, you know, in the Bible, we've created Good Friday, and Good Friday, if we we understand it, is that uh, we're we're talking about the the supposed failure of God to take place in our life because Jesus died. There was a reason why He died. He died for our sin, and He wanted to let us know that He's going to take on a burden of sin and let us know that you know He died for us. And the resurrection was just the beginning of, of knowing that. From Friday to Sunday, you know, the tomb is empty. And the tomb is empty is because now that we see that, that Jesus has the victory over death, we know now that there is hope. And there is a reason why we believe in Jesus, because Jesus offers us <clears throat> the understanding that, for one, he died for our sins. And for two, he made sure that 
there was long suffering in doing so. And three, he let us know that through death, death can be conquered. Through through him and through God, that in order to come into full circle, you have to come through him in order to see the Father. Because he's the first one to truly conquer death and the word of death being final. You know, Jesus let us know that death is only but the first step on our way to getting to heaven. And so uh, with that being said, I'm going to play this song from Mary Mary, and then we're going to get back uh, to our show. Okay, so right now we don't have the rights to the show, but in celebration of Jesus Christ, we're just going to go ahead and play this song for our enjoyment.
Okay, so that was the song Heaven by Mary Mary. And yes, you know, I like the first verse where it comes there is I've got somewhere to go and I want to go where I can see everyone I know. I want to get to heaven. And, you know, yes, um, now we know that, that heaven exists. You know, the one thing we have to go and go back and reflect on is that first day after Jesus crucif- uh, crucif- when he was crucified. And then there is the, the one thing that we say is who, who's in charge? Um, to them, they looked at death as being final. And then they held a vigil after they had their little conversation of when Jesus was laid to rest. And the conversation was who's in charge, who's who's next, you know, what are we going to do? You know, um, and that's where, you know, we have to understand that the, the, the misery part of death is where when we have, we're in that state of confusion. And we have to make sure that we're in that state of confusion. Confusion, that that's when we hold high or hang tight to our beliefs and what happens. You know, and what happened was on the third day, we had the resurrection. You know, um, but the resurrection was more about the presence of the, the, the absence of a body in the tomb. You know, something was missing that day. And that something was, was and is death. Death went missing on that day of resurrection. The one thing that, you know, that was supposed to be there was gone. You know, death is also a, a sort of circle of lonely-hearted friends went missing. You know, despair went missing. Grief went missing. Sorrow went missing. All of them should have been in the presence of that early dawn. But the grave was transformed on the day of resurrection. When Jesus was, was placed in his tomb on that Friday, the grave was sealed sealed them in. It was the final resting, supposed to be the final resting place. But the resurrection, you know, started in the tomb. Jesus' grave and all the other graves were transformed that day. And that morning, a new light shined on the world. Instead of holding, you know, his spent and broken remains, you know, Jesus' tomb became a vessel for new life. You know, the grave became like an eggshell that was meant to contain the decaying remains of an exhausted life. Now we hold the embryo of a new creation. So on the day of resurrection, the one sealed tomb was broken open, and there the resurrect the resurrect emerged. The tomb was broken open just like a, 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 a hatched egg. All that was left to be seen was supposed to be emptiness. The shell of Jesus of Jesus' tomb is the ultimate sign of new life. It tells us something completely new has emerged. And basically the day of resurrection revealed the reach of God's love and his unquenchable power of eternal life. This tremendous divide of love extends and encompasses all that God has made. It reached out through Christ to dwell in the very world God so loved. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead into the call of salvation, and I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll make the announcements, okay? So, you know, when we have the opportunity, you know, we get that part in life where we are starting to settle and, you know, calm ourselves down is when we get the opportunity to be connected to God. And through, through that, we get a connection to Jesus Christ. And we, what we do is we let God know that we undoubt, undoubt, undoubtedly, 
you know, really appreciate what he done for us by offering his son up to atone for our sins, to make us anew, to be resurrected, resurrected in the words that he has placed for us. And a simple way you can do it is you can say, God, I appreciate the sacrifice that you sent for me, for us, so that I can live sin-free, so I can live my life the way you intended for my life to be lived. I wish now to transform myself from a new being that I am now to a new creature where I can celebrate life in a proper way it was meant to be, to live in the light and dwell in your kingdom. Thank you so much, God, for allowing me to have the chance to make this transformation and make it truly something that I cherish. And once you say that or say it in the way or words that you wish to say, you know, you're a new being. Uh, welcome to to the kingdom of Christ. Welcome to where, you know, you can walk in the light and feel free, feel totally free from the earthly things, the earthly persuasions. And the next thing I suggest you do is find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you in the word of Christ, where you, you can grow in the knowledge and the ever-presence of God. And if you can't find a church home, that's why we're here. We're a church without walls. We're, you can feel free to, to join us each and every night that we're able to broadcast where you can just celebrate with us here at a church, here with a church without walls where you have that freedom until you find your church home. All right. And real quickly, I'm going to go ahead into the uh, announcements. This is a Private Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime that uh, you want to talk to any one of the hosts, you can just press the number one, and we'll get you in real quickly. If you want to correspond with us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can correspond with us via email at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can see your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. We greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information there at that email address, where we will uh, get you. We'll see about getting you a Bible. Okay, we also uh, invite you to like us at pkn.com where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. Um, feel free to share with your friends and family members. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose which is uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on this social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. And... Uh, from there, you can just uh, just check check us out and see uh, what we have uh, upcoming and pretty much uh, any major announcements as far as our special events that we have coming up. Okay, uh, with uh, God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening for a rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, yes, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we will have a rebroadcast. Uh, please join in. It is just as good as the first broadcast, okay, that we had. And just stay tuned and just check out our social media pages, and you'll see the upcoming show that we will have coming 
for tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. So with that being said, that's the end of the announcements. And then I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and do a recap of tonight's show. All right. So, uh, you know, we know that uh, eventually, you know, your life is eternal, but there's no getting out of life alive. And I hope that we understand that, you know, through Christ's resurrection, that it gave us hope. And it gave us hope that, you know, death is not final. Death is just one step in our journey as we walk with God. You know, um, we know that when that seal was broken of the tomb and the resurrection of Christ, you know, he emerged. The tomb was broken open just like a hatched egg. And all things that, you know, left seen, there was no emptiness. It was the beginning of where death and sorrow took the day off. Where, you know, knowing that the resurrection happened, knowing that there's hope and that death is not final. And even though we dwell into a world where we have many misbeliefs of what can and cannot happen, but we know when we believe in God and we put our faith in our works that we will not be rejected by a world that says that we can't when God says we can. You know, Christ love, you know, it, it pursued even further. He allowed the current of the world's reflection to carry him to the cross and from the cross. His life, his lifeless body was placed in the grave and Jesus took on the, and absorbed the world's hostility and violence. You know, he took it on himself and carried it with him to the grave. And when he carried it to him with the grave and he was laid to rest, you know, for the three women that morning, it was probably so fantastic for them to comprehend. You know, they were confused and frightened. The tomb stood open and empty. And what did it mean? We had plenty of time during the, you know, the past to feel trapped in the empty void, you know, um, mainly through what the, pandem- the pandemic that we went through had, has left us feeling isolated, separated in from humanity itself. We have more than our share of death and suffering. For those of you that have personally lost someone during those years of the pandemic, whether it was COVID-19 or any other cause of death, it has been a very lonely time. Death, has, death and grief are never enjoyable. But when we, we can't mourn together, it's even more difficult. You know, it's been a while while we've been into, I can say, a void. You know, you know faces were rendered empty behind masks. You know, houses that normally ring with, you know, company now echo with emptiness, you know, as we sat in that isolation. You know, our six-foot radius of space left everyone alone, you know, and we do these things as precautions. And now because of, you know, what we did and how and what we, how we faced it, you know, it, it brought upon us an isolated world, you know, an isolated world where you know, we had to stay six feet away from our neighbors. You know, uh, we had to, you know, stay away from one another. It was, you know, the perfect tactic of, of Satan where divide and conquer, where he gets us to be divided and he gets a chance to conquer us. So the women that faced the empty tomb on that morning, that empty tomb was the first glimmering awareness that God is present and with us, even in the void, you know, even in the emptiness. He leaves us feeling 
like we're, you know, we, that, that we're encircled by nothingness. But the emptiness is exactly the sign that a new thing has already been unleashed. What seems to be a dream, what looks like an ending is never the end. The empty tomb stands as a testament that God is making all things new. Even in the end, there is a new beginning. We stand many generations removed from those three women at Jesus' tomb. But they were the first witnesses to the remarkable resurrection that the empty Easter, Easter tomb still impacts us. First of all, it affects how we die. We face death like the insurance that there is, that this is the end. God who created all things out of nothing is the same divine presence who is making a new creation. Christ's empty tomb stands as a witness that, that our graves won't hold us. It's up to our faith, and this resurrection is the source of our hope, that there is a new life on the other side of the grave. And secondly, Christ's empty tomb affects how we live. We live in assurance that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God. And the love of God in Christ in our lives, not life or death, nor the rules or power or principalities that everyone wants us to believe. Anything present or any power can be overcome by a new creation of God. And once God's new creation is unleashed, you know, now we know that the fear of death it's not only but one thing, it's just a step, and it's not the final step. So as we look to having a brighter outlook on life and seeing the light that is in the world, we, we live now more as agents of the light. Even when it looks like the devil seems to be gaining the upper hand, we now know and believe that the evil one has already been overcome and that we, as we face our, our personal emptiness, and we know that we, we need to fill it. The emptiness that we feel is the emptiness of the absence of Christ in our life. So we just have to make sure that we fill it, and then we fulfill what we started out to do, and that is eventually making it into heaven. Okay, as I wrap up tonight's show, I'm going to um, go ahead and give you um, the scriptures and the, tra- the chapters that we went over tonight. And with that, I hope, you know, um, you understand that this is not a homework assignment. This is something that you can want to do on your own. So mainly we are, we were in Matthew chapter 28, 1 through 10, and uh, mainly that's the main point. If you want more meaning of uh, tonight's show and you want to look into more of the, the acts of the resurrection and how God can, uh, you know, place a transformation in your life, so we also went over Luke chapter 24, 22, and 3, uh, Luke 24 and 11, John 21 through 10, Psalms chapter 16, 8 through 11, and Acts chapter 2, verses 32. Uh, I truly hope that you had fun tonight, and I truly hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, uh, no matter where you are in the world. Um we do have a, a new country that popped up, Indonesia. Um, welcome to Purpose Kingdom Network, and um, hope everything is good in your country, and we hope that you continue to listen to us and celebrate the Lord. And we thank you so much. So, so you know, um, as always at the end of my show, you know, I hope that we do get a chance to, you know, love ourselves. If you don't have a chance to love yourself, there's no way you can love someone else. 
and you know it all starts with you. You know you have to have the courage and the, the conviction of you know loving yourself. And in part, and I just want this one thing that happened to me that I want to share with everybody. You know, there was a time that I was afraid of heights where um, I just wouldn't climb a ladder, you know, no more than four feet or six feet. And after I got that high, that was it. Uh, once it became, you know, part of my job of having to, you know, climb ladders and, you know, use certain machines to, you know, get to the height of where I had need to make repairs and things like that, um, all of a sudden it wasn't how high I was. It was I have to do this job. It's something I have to do. And before you know it, I conquered my fear of heights. Um, it's like that with each and every one of us. Sometimes we do have a fear that we seem to think that we will not overcome and we won't eventually conquer. But, yes, we will eventually conquer all of our fears. We just have to make sure that we put faith behind it. And for whatever reason, you know, eventually we will overcome it. You know, milk has an expiration date. Uh, just like a lot of things in this world that has an expiration date. Your fear has an expiration date. You know, the, your debt has an expiration date. You know, we have to make sure that we understand that we weather the storm and we understand that at the end of what we think is the end, the end, but maybe a new beginning, a new thing. God always is constantly creating, and not only is he constantly creating, he's also constantly creating in your life. And you have to make sure that you understand and you're open to it and you're willing to know that he is blessing you and he has many blessings for you. All you have to do is accept it. It's up to you. So uh, with that being said, uh, thanks for listening to me tonight. Thanks for uh, allowing me the opportunity to um, talk about the emptiness of the empty tomb and what it represented and what it means. You know, just because somebody says it's final does not mean it's final. Once God put in a stamp of approval saying this is final and this is my final word and this is what is final, that's when it's final. All right, guys. Uh, it's been fun, and I really appreciate um, just the fact that, you know, we had a chance to spend some time together and go over some things. Ho- hopefully um, it's something that will help you out throughout the week until we, we you know, we meet again. Uh, so, like I said, uh, stay tuned and listen to our, our rebroadcast tomorrow. It's going to start at 9 a.m. Please check it out. Even though it's a rebroadcast, it is something special, and uh, just enjoy it. Okay, with that being said, I'm out of here. Peace. Love you. See you in two weeks. Jesus led. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. I will not lose. Never want to see me down. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose.